Welcome to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast, presented by the News Press and Naples Daily News. We'll get you ready for the top high school football games in Lee and Collier Counties each week with our analysis and predictions. Here are your hosts, the News Press's Adam Regan and the Naples Daily News' Adam Fisher. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast. I'm News Press reporter Adam Regan, and I'm joined, as always, by Naples Daily News reporter Adam Fisher. We had a full slate of games last week, Thursday and Friday. Very full. Eight, eight games apiece, but obviously we have to talk about the big one. It's a new day in Collier County. <laughs> There's a new number one team in Collier County. Palmetto Ridge beats Naples 38-0, first time in school history. Fisher was there. I was there, and but as you say, a new number one team. I was trying to think since we started doing these rankings if there's ever been a because we do rankings in the newspaper every Monday of the uh, top ten teams in Southwest Florida. I'm trying to think if there's ever been a uh, another Collier team ahead of Naples. I feel like maybe Immokalee back in like 2017 that year they went to the state semifinals. So yeah, Palmetto Ridge beats Naples, and they don't beat them. They beat them bad, 38 to nothing. And just going through the numbers, they're just staggering. I could just rattle them off. Palmetto Ridge had never beaten Naples. Naples had not been shut out in 14 years. Naples had not lost to a county team in seven years. It's their worst regular season loss since 1997, before Bill Kramer got there. I mean, staggering. Then you look at the actual game itself. And let me start by saying Palmetto Ridge was not on its A game. Despite winning 38 to nothing, their defense was. They had two defensive scores, special teams and defensive. Naples turned the ball over five times. Palmetto Ridge's three touchdown drives, only one was longer than 40 yards because they kept getting the ball in Naples' territory. So uh, Palmetto Ridge only had about 215 yards of offense, so it's not like they were just blowing people away like we thought they would with those crazy weapons. Just Naples struggled. They're very young, you can tell, and I think this is one of those things we're going to see with other teams that coaches have talked about it. They didn't have spring together. They didn't have a preseason game. They had kind of a messed up offseason with all this COVID and the delays, and so Naples only has back seven starters plus a brand-new head coach. They looked a little disorganized out there. I have some questions. I have answers, maybe. Does Palmetto Ridge run this city now? Man, I mean, now they do. The just kids always say that. They always say that. They win a big game and they say, we run the city. I want to know. Do you think that? We will see. I think they are the best team in Collier County. I don't know. I think they will play close games against other local Collier County teams. Uh, Lately, a team we'll talk about, I think, can play close with them. But, man, the way they really dismantled Naples without having, I said, their A game, Paul Ritz can play even better. And Chris Tokenen, their head coach, said so afterwards. He really wasn't all that elated. He's like, you know, we got work to do still if we want to, you know, win a playoff game, which is the goal out there. Should Naples shut down their football program? Is it over for Naples High School? Probably. I mean, wrap it up. It was a good uh, 50, 60 years, whatever it was. No, listen, they're going to be fine. And I actually was very impressed with the first-year head coach, Rick Martin, after the game, the way he reacted. He was very Kramer-esque, if I can say that, where he said, hey, we're going to learn from this. And if we learn from this, if we grow from this, that's a good thing. You know, that's what this is for. He realizes it's a young team. Now they got another game this week against a team they've never lost to in Gulf Coast. Now if they lose that one, it might be a, a lot more, uh, uh, you know, clamoring for his job in Naples. I, the reason I ask that question is, I mean, everybody wants to overreact to every single yes. game. And especially week one, you shouldn't overreact. You should probably give Coach Martin some time to really get this thing together. Yeah, and as I said, his very first game on the sideline, no spring game, no preseason game, no week one or two games. So 
they've got a competent and solid staff back, and they have some very good weapons. And let me credit their defense. Their defense looked good. There was a couple times where Palmetto Ridge got the ball inside the Naples 30, and they either hit a field goal or couldn't score or turned it over on downs because that Naples defense was playing very well. Last question. Yeah. Did Palmetto Ridge win this game, or did Naples lose it? I, when it's 38 to nothing, I, I got to say Palmetto Ridge won it. But again, Naples turned it. They fumbled nine times. Nine times. I can only recall maybe two of the games I've ever seen that. Never from Naples. I've seen a seven time, and that was against you know a, a very good team in the playoffs. Naples might have done that. but So Naples did not look good, but Palmetto Ridge didn't look great either. But I'll say Palmetto Ridge won it. We had another big game yes, in, tell in me Southwest about it. Florida. In week one, we don't usually get these huge games. We had North Fort Myers beating their rival, Fort Myers, 33-17. to And I think people were shocked by this one. I think everybody thought the Greenies might stomp on North Fort Myers. Nobody really knew what, knew what North Fort Myers had coming back. Well, they gained Tavin Ward from ECS last year. He played quarterback for them. He was all over the place. Uh, I think he accounted for three touchdowns. He had a big punt return. I mean, he was pretty much unstoppable. Wait, he plays quarterback, and he was also returning punts? Absolutely. And he ran for 97 yards and two touchdowns, so he really was doing everything for North. I'm curious, tell me, the final score, 33-17, to 17, a little stunning, but just reading your game right up, it looked like it was like closer than that. It was a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Is that accurate? or It was absolutely a close game. I if we're going with the question I asked you in terms of Palmetto Ridge who, won, who, who won the game, North Fort Myers won this game yeah. because Fort Myers, they may not have played their best, but they looked sharp at times. Carter Lane, the quarterback there, he had a very good connection with Juriel Washington throughout the game. Zamari Harvin, when he, when he got the ball in space, he did what he was supposed to do. I guess maybe the defense for Fort Myers was a little lacking, but these are two very good teams, and North Fort Myers definitely earned this game, uh, and they wanted it so bad. Dwayne Mack has never beaten uh, Fort Myers in, his, in three tries. He brought legendary North Fort Myers coach Ron Hoover to the sideline. Ron Hoover, you know, s- still around, still pretty feisty, still hates Fort Myers. Good, good. Uh, he I brought like that. Noel Devine, uh, gave the pregame speech. And his uh, kid was out there playing, huh? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Andre, Andre Devine with an interception, his first touch on a punt return. They look very, very similar in terms of the way they move and how quick they are, the father and son combo there. But I thought this was a great way to really start off the season with the Caloosahatchee rivalry. I think these are two teams that are going to be forces to be reckoned with. I think Fort Myers, since I've been here, they seem to start slow and then they pick up steam throughout the course of the season. So this might be a huge wake-up call to those seniors who really haven't lost to North Fort Myers in a while. And I think that they're going to be pretty angry moving forward. Let me ask you this. Which win is better or which team is better? I know who's bigger or higher in our rankings, Palmetto Ridge over Naples or North Fort Myers over Fort Myers. Putting historical stuff aside, knowing that Palmetto Ridge has never, never beaten Naples, blah, blah, blah. I think Fort Myers might be a better team than Naples, which makes me think North Fort Myers' win over Fort Myers is better than Palmetto Ridge's win over Naples. Does that make sense to you and do you agree? I mean, there's historical perspective for both of those games. Palmetto Ridge has never beaten Naples Right, but I'm talking about just right now, the team you beat, Team A beat Team B, and again, I think North Fort Myers beat a better team than Palmetto Ridge did. I think North Fort Myers definitely got the monkey off their back, and they did. They beat a I think Fort Myers is a better team than Naples. They beat a better team. I think that this is great for their confidence moving forward, especially considering they were under the radar a little bit. I I had them ranked behind Lehigh and Dunbar. 
and they're still ranked behind them because Lehigh and Dunbar did what they were supposed to do. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But North Fort Myers is going to be a top five team in Southwest Florida throughout this season. Yeah, and, and very impressive. We saw a lot of teams take care of business, especially in Lee County. You got South Fort Myers, huge win over Riverdale, a Dunbar gigantic win, Lehigh gigantic win. Anyone else in uh, Lee County that really stood out to you? Cypress Lake. I mean, they played Cape, yeah, they took care played of Cape Coral, but you got a good look at that offense. Uh, we talked about J.D. Sherrod, the new quarterback who was coming in for C.J. Shedd. He had a big game. Everybody saw what you and I were talking about on the podcast last week. Kyrie Savoy, Michael Lennett Jr., that's going to be a great offense moving forward. They might not have beat a great team, but you know they showed a little bit. I think there were a lot of tune-up games for right. Lee County teams this week. Obviously, you had Lehigh, Smoke Island Coast. You had South Fort Myers, who a great uh, – Nathan Castor rushed for 209 yards against Riverdale. And then you had Dunbar, you know, put it on East Lee County. Those were pretty much went as we expected. And Baker took care of business, twenty-five to three over Mariner. Uh, I thought it would be a little bit closer, but again, you know, they did what they needed to do. In Carter County, we did have some closer results, except for I think one of the surprises we thought: Gulf Coast forty-four to six over Immokalee. Obviously, I, I wasn't there, but that's that's pretty crazy that. Immokalee, with all those singular talents they had, really couldn't muster more than six points. Well, and, it's, and that was a huge job, uh, just one big play in, in the first quarter. And it, again, like that, is that Frank other Pierre? score. Frank, Frank Pierre, Pierre yeah. 85 yards, yep. He but is on the team. It's confirmed then. It is confirmed. We saw that, although Immokalee does have a freshman quarterback. That always hurts. Numbers are always tough out there. And it, this was a closer game. It was, you know, one or two scores in the second half until golf goes total away. They just have the, you know, more depth, and that helps. Connor Barrett looked really good, three touchdowns. But again, the Sharks got uh, Naples coming into their house on Friday, and they're thinking they can end their 22-game losing streak to the Golden Eagles. So that's going to be a good one to watch. How wounded is Naples going into that game? Uh, they're very angry. I know that much. And they definitely do not want to lose to teams – in back-to-back weeks that they've never lost to in their history before. But they just, you know, if they would have held on to the ball, it would have been a different story. You know, maybe those drives keep going, and maybe Palmetto Ridge doesn't score on a 20-yard drive. So keep that, you know, exchange between the quarterback and the running back a little bit better, and uh, maybe it's a different ball game. Well, that does it for our first segment. When we come back, we're going to talk about some schedule changes and some goings-on around the state. Keep up with the action every week by following our live Friday night scoreboard at naplesnews.com, news-press.com, and by downloading the Naples Daily News and the News Press apps onto your mobile device. Hello, everyone. Welcome back into the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast. And for the first time this season, we actually have some news to discuss, not just breaking down the football games, but this is the week... After every uh, high school team in the state had the chance to opt into the FHSAA playoffs, we did get a little bit of news here on Tuesday before we started recording that a few of the Miami teams have opted into the state playoffs. Even though they haven't even started practices yet, they've started workouts but not practices. The And I should say, first of all, every single team that we know of in Lee and Collier County has opted into the playoffs this year because the season is shorter because of covid Every team gets into the playoffs. It's a blind draw, that first round of regionals. So that gives teams like, you know, say a Golden Gate, a Laley, and a Mockley to play a playoff game in a blind draw. 
But Miami Central, Miami Northwestern, Miami Palmetto all have opted in, which was a big surprise to me because I think all the teams over here were kind of excited about playing the regional playoffs without the shadow of the Miami teams looming over them. Was that surprising to you, Regan? Yeah, you definitely heard a collective, oh, in Southwest Florida when you heard that Central, Northwestern, and not Palmetto. Palmetto is probably going to be a higher classification right. than, than most of the teams. And the, you mentioned the blind draw. I mean, I mean, it'd be great if you know Golden Gate got you know Golden Gate gets a chance to operate in the playoffs, but then they draw Miami Central right. in the first round or something like that. Um, I think it's good that every team in Lee and Collier County and LaBelle opted in. It gives gives these kids a chance to really experience something that they haven't experienced for the teams that don't usually get in. But the important question is, Fisher, have you opted in to the FHSA? playoffs uh no i opted out i'm gonna take those weeks off i'm gonna spend thanksgiving uh, with my family so i'm out it's all uh, alex be, martin must be nice games. must be nice <laughs> what i what i will say is that we also do not know the actual classification yet as regan mentioned the fhsaa is going to take all the teams that have opted in and divide them into what is it seven or eight however many classifications there are so miami central miami northwestern may not be with the local teams we don't know as of yet that should happen by the end of this week you're listening listening to this on a wednesday the FHSAA has said it will come out later this week, so we don't know. Also later this week, we're going to have more Thursday night football. Oh, man, i got to work more Thursday nights. I was going to say this directly affects Mr. Adam Regan because it is mostly in Lee County because there are so many football teams here. There are 24 teams that the uh, local high school football official association in Lee County covers, and they don't have enough officials to cover all the games on Friday nights. So a handful of games have been moved to Thursday nights, including this week. We have three games in Lee County on Thursday Next week, I know for sure we have at least two. And then going forward, Lee County Schools Athletics Director David LaRosa says he expects this to be kind of the new norm. We might have one or two Thursday night games because there aren't officials to cover all these games on Friday nights. So how do you feel about two nights of football every week, Adam Regan? I'll tell you what. uh, Last week I was at the Riverdale South game on Thursday, and I got done with it and writing up my story, finished my video, and and it was probably around 12 30 or so and i was like oh man it's the weekend and it feels good that that yeah last, it felt, uh, felt great until i realized <laughs> published on that last story on a friday night it felt great until i realized i was like oh man i got another game to cover on friday but it's it's all good we love doing it yeah it, it's fun but i will say thursday night football is fun once or twice a season not every <laughs> it gets a little tiring so if, if you are interested in being a football official, contact John Mantica. Get out there and, and ref a game. So let's get to the actual games. Week four coming up. Week two for most of our public schools. What is the game of the week in Lee County, Adam Regan? Thursday or Friday night? Depends on your taste, really. But my game of the week, we in Lee County, you don't usually have defending state champions come to play in Fort Myers. Nope. Madonna won the Class 3A title. They are stacked with Division One talent. They're coming to Bishop Verreau and... Kudos again to the Bishop Verreau administration for scheduling this ridiculous schedule. Really, if you consider playing, going to Delray Beach to play American Heritage as your breather, <laughs> I mean, that's that's just yep. crazy talk. Uh, it should be an interesting game. Shamanah Madonna, they're led by running back Thad Franklin, who's a Miami commit. And then they've got a defensive tackle. Kenyatta Jackson, who's the 59th ranked junior in the country by 24-7 sports. And then you got Miami commits, Auburn commits, all over the place. It's going to be a tough one for Bishop Verreau. Correct. 
Let's go down to Collier County. The game, I mentioned earlier, Naples at Golf Coast. That's probably the game of the week just for the implications, win or lose either side. But then we got another one, Amakli at Golden Gate, which has been a nice little rivalry as of late. A few years ago, Amakli and Golden Gate were kind of in their own district, separate from the other 6A schools. They were down in 5A, and I think it's a, a game where we kind of find out who can rebound. You know, Golden Gate looked pretty good in a 21-19 loss to Laley, a game where they fought back after being down two scores and had a chance to win but missed a last-second field goal. Amakli, again, it was a struggle from the start in their first game under Johnny Smith, so we'll see how they rebound, what they can do. That's one I'm really keeping an eye on outside of, of course, Naples at Gulf Coast, which is the game I will be covering. Gotcha. And uh, a couple other games in Lee County. you got South Fort Myers versus Fort Myers, which is always a pretty good game. Maybe not over the last couple of years, but this South Fort Myers team under Willis May is really, is really building – and I know Fort Myers is angry. I think this is going to be a close game. So that that's in contention for Game of the Week. And then you got Lehigh, who we always talk about all the studs on that team. And they come off a big win over Island Coast. They're going 2-3-0 Charlotte. I mean, take your choice here. I mean, there are some great games all over the place. Yeah, that Lehigh-Charlotte game is going to be good. Charlotte, very good. They beat Braden River. And, and Charlotte's a big school, and they're north of us. So they're playing those bigger schools from the Bradenton, Sarasota area. So And Le- Lehigh, tons of expectations this year. We'll see what they can do. Then the last game I really think you need to take, keep an eye on is the Thursday night game, Dunbar at Ida Baker. Ida Baker building under second-year coach Chuck Fawcett. They're coming off a 25-3 to win over Mariner. They've got tons of talent on the team. Bo Somerset, he was uh, one of our big 15 guys. Case Garcia leading the defense. Uh, defensive back Derek Weaver also had a big game against Mariner. Then you got Dunbar. Did what they do against East Lee County. They shut him out. They got a quarterback this year in Davion Palmer who – I was told by Sammy Brown that they might actually be a passing team this year. He threw three TDs against Eastleigh. It's Eastleigh, but still, I think that if Dunbar can add that passing dynamic, they could be a really, really scary team. So that'll kick off the week right there. Yeah, big test for Baker, big test for a lot of these guys. Well, that'll wrap up this segment. And then final segment, we will do our picks. There's an actual leader on the board this week. So come back and see who we pick. After the games each week, go to NaplesNews.com, News-Press.com, or our apps on your mobile device for photos, videos, and analysis from games throughout Southwest Florida. What's up, everybody? It's Picks Time, your favorite time of the podcast. And last week, another really, really good week by Regan and myself, although I did pick up a game. I got Gulf Coast over Immokalee correct, Adam Regan got Baker over Mariner correct, and the tiebreaker, I picked Canterbury over SFCA. Regan went 7-3 and three last week, I went 8-2, and two. I am 19-3 and three on the season, Mr. Adam Regan is 18-4, and four. so I have a slight one-game lead early on. That's pretty good. That was a pretty good pick, Adam. I mean, look, 18 and 4 is the, is the worst between us. That's pretty impressive, right? Yeah, we're off to a hot start, so, I mean, it can only go worse from here. <laughs> Don't say that. So, we got 10 games we're going to pick of the slate of this week, starting with two on Thursday, one we closed out the last segment with Dunbar at Ida Baker. We talked about it. Does Baker have the defense to slow down the Tigers? I don't think they do. I, I don't think, think they do either. I think Dunbar wins this one by 14. I think Dunbar wins it by 15. Not that we're picking points. I just want to be different, better Closest than you. Closest without going over? Price is right style? No, no. Okay. You can go over. It's fine. 
Island Coast at Mariner, two teams coming off losses last week. Mariner at home, I thought they looked a little bit better, and we know Island Coast lost some people from the week before. I will take Mariner to move to 1-1. One and one. What about you, Regan? This, when I was looking at the games you sent me earlier, I thought this was the toughest game to pick. You got two teams coming off of losses. However, I think that Island Coast wins this game. I think they've got some athletes out there, and I think that if you get the ball in space to them, I think that they can play with Mariner, and I think they'll beat them close. We shall find out. Let's move on to Friday, starting with Cypress Lake at Bonita Springs. This could be tough because Cypress Lake, not tough to pick, I mean tough for Bonita Springs because Cypress Lake won 50 to nothing, and now we're talking about a second-year varsity program. However, I do want to give credit to the Bull Sharks because they looked pretty good against Baron Collier last week. They were down just five points in the second half, which if you're Baron Collier, you have to be a little bit worried about that. But I'm obviously taking Cypress Lake in this one. I'm taking Cypress Lake too. I think they win this one big. Moving on, going down to Oasis at Canterbury. Canterbury, a big win, a big win against SFCA, a team that we kind of like that has some good weapons. Oasis, though, coming off a big loss to Lemon Bay, a, a bigger team last week. I'm taking Canterbury. They keep rolling. I hear some good things about Canterbury this year. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cougars. I obviously picked against them last week. And that was a mistake. <laughs> uh, two teams that got blown out in week one. Riverdale at Cape Coral. Cape Coral got shut out. Riverdale did manage a score. I'm going to let you pick this one first. Tell me about this game. I saw Riverdale last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some problems running the ball, but they actually showed that they can throw the ball a little bit as compared to past seasons where they were running that single wing. I, I think they've got some quarterbacks that can fling it a little bit, You know, maybe throw that hand grenade down the field when the box is stacked up against them. I'm going to take Riverdale in this one. I, I don't think it's going to be close. I feel like, do you remember, was it last year or the year before? I feel like Cape Coral was the team that always tripped me up. Like, I, I got in this mental loop where I just decided I was always going to take Cape Coral. And you you had the Lee County team. I think it was Laley that always tripped you up. Am I, am I correct on that? That was 2018, Dale Moore's first season at Cape Coral. They go <laughs> they went 5-5 five and five that year. And, I mean, they, they had a lot of talent on that team. So, yeah, they, they were a team that you kind of went against, and they kind of— Smacked you in the face. Well, I'm going to do it again. I'll take I'll take Riverdale also. I just think they're a stronger team. Moving down to Amokley at Golden Gate. Amokley, man, it's it's going to be tough. They they are rebuilding. Amokley's never had to rebuild before. They had one really? bad year. Never? No, they've had two losing seasons since I've been here. What? What are, what are you uh, looking at me? The 2015? What was that? I don't even remember that year. Dale Moore coached them in 2015. Yeah, but I think they made the playoffs, didn't they? Yeah, they did make the playoffs. They went like four and six. It, did, it, didn't, it didn't go well when they played Dunbar in that first round, though. They've had like – Or second round. They'll have like one losing season here and there. Right. It happened back in like 09 and 010. They had back-to-back losing seasons. But then they'll be really good the next year. You know, So to have two in a row, you don't see it very often. However, I think Immokalee, it's going to take some time under this new coach – Get some new guys. They got a freshman quarterback in. And Golden Gate stood their own against Laley last week. I'll take Golden Gate. I'll take Golden Gate, too. Short and sweet. I like it. All right. Let's get to the big boys. Defending state champion, Shamanad Madonna at Bishop Verreau. Bishop Verreau, a big victory last week. They block a field goal towards the end of the game. They're at home. Can they beat Shamanad? No, they can't. Oh, and yikes. They love to hear that bulletin board material from me. It's not going to happen this week. Shaman Abadana has way too many horses. 
they're going to come to Fort Myers and they're going to leave with a victory. Let's go to Lehigh. Are you taking Shamanad Madonna too? You know, I am, and I almost forgot to tell you that. So, yes, I will also take Shamanad Madonna. Lehigh at Charlotte. We got four big games to pick now. Lehigh at Charlotte. They got the studs. Lehigh, I mean, but can Charlotte slow them down? What do you think? Charlotte's another team that's without their longtime head coach, Vicky Waldrop, that's retired right. at the I end of the season. Um, but they're 3-0. So I'm going to go with Charlotte at the – is it the fish bowl or the fish tank? We call it either, the aquarium, right? We either either, either the way, aquarium. either way, Charlotte's going to win at home. I decided it was the aquarium. And, you know, I, I don't know if I believe this, but I like to pick against you. I uh, Lehigh has always had a ton of talent, but they've tripped in these bigger games. But I think this is the year they're so stacked. I'm going to take them to win on the road by one point. One point. I think that would be great for Lehigh to come away with a win against a Blue Blood program like Charlotte. It it would definitely be huge. So now we got Naples at Gulf Coast. We told you earlier, Naples struggled in the first week. They did not look like themselves. Gulf Coast looked very good in the first week. Gulf Coast has... Never beaten Naples. I was gonna, just going to ask this, that question. Adam yeah. Regan loves to pick teams to win their first ever game against programs, right? So you're no, taking the I Sharks. I, Palmetto Ridge proved me wrong last week. So Gulf Coast, you know, if you want to prove me wrong, go ahead. I'm taking Naples. Yeah, this is tough. I do think this will be a good game. It has the potential to be a good game, which is very rare in a Naples Gulf Coast um, showdown. Last time it was close. Gulf Coast uh, took them to overtime, and I believe that was 9 the year that Naples missed the playoffs, but Gulf Coast made the playoffs. Of course, they're both making the playoffs this year, but I'm with Regan. Until, until you beat them, I have to go with Naples, so I will take Naples. And the other rivalry game back up here in Lee County, Fort Myers at South Fort Myers. Does Fort Myers start 0-2? I don't think so, but I think this is going to be a very close game, a 23-20 type of game. I think Fort Myers' defense learned a bit of a lesson last week against North Fort Myers. I think that they know who they have to stop, South Fort Myers. I think they they know they have to stop Nathan Castor and Marco Cardona, and I think they'll do that late. So I say Fort Myers. Nope. Disagreeing with you. I love what Willis May is doing there on the south side of Fort Myers. I'm taking the Wolfpack. I think they're going to win in a very close one. So there you have it, folks. Ten games picked, and if I'm counting correctly in my head, once again, we have three games we differ on, just like last week. Regan likes Island Coast. I like Mariner. I like South Fort Myers. Regan likes Fort Myers. And I picked Lehigh with the upset on the road at Charlotte. Regan took Charlotte. So that'll do it. Stay tuned to naplesnews.com sports, news-press.com sports on Thursday and Friday this week. We've got more Friday night games, and of course, Get at us on Twitter, ask us questions, tell us what you think, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Remember, the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast will be available for download to get you ready for the coming week's games.